spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by oh, Mookie Betts. For Taylor who makes a diving catch. You got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Five all the left. And deep. And This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA House. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From cold to cancer. We got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody. Welcome in to Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Hope you are well on this Monday night. Your Los Angeles Dodgers, best record in baseball, 84-36. and 36. First place atop the NL West. After a weekend sweep of the Miami Marlins, the Dodgers continue the homestand with a three-game series against the Milwaukee Brewers. Tonight, the series opener, Julio Odias gets the start. First pitch from Dodger Stadium coming up at 7-10. Coming up over the next hour here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. we got a lot to get to and cover. We'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. We'll preview this pitching matchup in 30 minutes. Your chance to win some season passes to Six Flags Magic Mountain. David Vasse goes one-on-one with Dustin May. Kirsten Watson will stop by shortly. In just a couple of minutes, we'll send it out to the booth and check in with Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Well, yesterday at Dodger Stadium, it was baseball's best pitcher versus baseball's best offense. And the Dodgers won. Ryan Pepio got the start for the Blue, the 25-year-old right-hander, with his best outing in the major leagues. He would go six innings, give up two runs on four hits while striking out seven along the way. Pepio got some help from his defense in the first after a leadoff single, and then he hit a batter, so the Marlins had runners on first and second and two outs. One thing the Dodgers have, they've got as good a defensive outfield as any team in the game. And there's a line drive into left field for a base hit. Now rounding third is Wendell. Gallo's throw to the plate, and he is out at the plate. What a throw on the fly from Joey Gallo. Wendell DOA, and the inning is over. Joey Gallo with a laser from left field all the way to home to throw out Wendell. That Ended the inning. That ended the threat. Marlins failed to score. Pepio got another great defensive play from Joey Gallo on the third where he made a diving catch along the left field foul line. Sandy Alcantara got the start for the Marlins. A front runner for the Cy Young Award this year. He's been really good. And the Dodgers offense, though, roughed him up early and often. In the first, Will Smith, an RBI single. Dodgers, the early one nothing lead. In the second, Joey Gallo with a two-out triple off the wall in right center field. He almost hit it out. The next batter, Cody Bellinger, he did. 1-0. And there's a fly ball to right. Going back is Anderson. He's at the wall, and it's gone. A home run. When your eight and nine hitters are power producers like Gallo and Bellinger, the Dodgers, a two-run shot here in the second. Gallo with the triple. 
Bellinger with his 17th home run of the season, and the Dodgers lead 3-0. Two-run home run for Belly. That's the top-tier play of the game, brought to you by Arco. Quality top-tier gas for less. Dodgers a 3-0 lead in the third. The offense got after the Marlins right-hander again. Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman with back-to-back singles. Two batters later, Max Muncie with a single to right. That scored Turner. Dodgers up 4-0 in the fourth. Dodgers up 4-2, and they got after on Takara again. Joey Gallo, a leadoff single. Two batters later, Mookie Betts an RBI single. Dodgers up 5-2. Three batters later, Will Smith, ground rule double. That scored a run. Dodgers up 6-2. Fast forward to the seventh. Max Muncie hit a solo home run. Dodgers up 7-2. In the eighth, Dodgers up 8-3 when Will Smith singled in another run. Then Justin Turner singled in Freeman. Dodgers with two in the inning. Go on and win it. 10-3. Ryan Pepio went the six innings. He gets the win. Alex Vesia pitched a scoreless seventh. David Price gave up a run in the eighth. Craig Kimbrell pitched a 1-2-3 ninth as the Dodgers get the win. They have the best record in baseball. Their magic number to clinch the NL West is now down to 23. And tonight, the start of a three-game series against the Milwaukee Brewers, who the Dodgers just saw last week. Julio Urias on the mound, first pitch at 7-10. And with more, let's say hello to Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Guys. All right, Tim, it's the Dodgers and the Brewers, and it's the first of a three-game series. Of course, the Dodgers and Brew Crew met last week. Over the weekend, the Dodgers decimated the Marlins, outscoring them 19-4, outhitting them 34-14. And in the process, the Dodgers now at 84 and 36 begin the night, 18 in front of the Padres. They are idle. They host the Guardians beginning tomorrow in a two-game series. Dodgers, 42 games remain, a 23 magic number, and they have just been unstoppable. They are firing on all cylinders. Firing on all cylinders, and for this Dodger ball club, understanding is that they're going to be facing a Brewers uh, ball club that's beginning to run out of time, five back behind the first-place Cardinals in that central division. And if we're looking at yesterday's ball game, Ryan Pepio, it was a nice way to celebrate his 25th birthday. And let's go back. How big of a play was it for Joey Gallo to throw out a runner at home plate in that very first inning? Because Pepio appeared to be maybe wobbling a little bit to begin with. Gave up the leadoff walk. There was a stolen base, a strikeout, then a hit batter. And then with two outs, a base hit to left field. But I mentioned that Gallo was playing exceptionally shallow before that base hit. And that enabled him to get to the baseball, throw out the runner in the first inning. And that, I think that really played large. And Pepio kind of settling down, picked up the victory, gave up a home run. But two runs on only four hits in the six innings that he worked. Pepio is already back in Oklahoma City. Bruce Dargratterall called up and to make room for him. He was optioned out, but, of course, he will be back. And Joey Gallo yesterday, two terrific defensive plays and two very clutch hits. Yeah, came up with a big triple, scored a run, hit the ball off the wall in the second inning. They came on and then screamed another base hit to right field on top of that, drew a walk in uh, for this Dodger ball club. So much depth now, and they're beginning to hit and hit with some authority. A little different lineup tonight with uh, Eric Lauer going for the Brewers, and uh, Chris Taylor will be in left field tonight. Cody Ballinger gets the start against the uh, the left-hander, and Max Muncy is going to be at third base. And for Max Muncy, uh, it's been a very enjoyable day so far for Max. He has been re-upped for next year and an option for 2024. So congratulations to Max Muncy, who, by the way, He's uh, got a 20-game on base streak, during which time he's hit 306 with seven home runs, 16 runs batted in. Julio Urias getting the start tonight for the Dodgers. 
Eric Lauer for the Brewers. We'll detail that pitching matchup a little bit later on, Tim. All right, thank you guys. We're off and running here on Morocco Casino. Dodgers on deck still to come. We'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. David Vasse goes one-on-one with Dustin May. Jose Moda will check in. We'll break down this pitching matchup. Your chance to play the Six Flags Most Thrilling Play of the Game Contest. Up next, though, Kirsten Watson will stop by as we're leading you up to Dodgers and Brewers on this Monday night. First pitch is 7-10. Thanks for being with us. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the In-N-Out Dodgers Traffic Center. Here's Sabina Mora. Thank you. That's right. It is Dodgers game day traffic like the North 5 uh, from before the 60 all the way through uh, to the 110 connector and Riverside Drive. We're looking at the brake lights, but fortunately no closures. Now, if you're taking the 5 southbound, there's some leftover sewing from the 134 to the two, nothing unusual, and traffic on the two heading southbound away from Glassell Park and over to the five connector, also quiet. There's already congestion on the 110 northbound, leaving Vernon and all the way through to the 101. That's your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Sabina Mora. Thank you, Sabina. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. It's the Dodgers and Brewers, Julio Urias and Eric Lauer, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 710. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. Kirsten now joins us before the Dodgers and Brewers, and the Dodgers continue to get healthy, Kirsten, and it's another step forward for Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, that's for sure. So today he threw a sim game. Um, He threw threw three innings, um, got up to around like, 30-ish pitches, but he it was a really good one for him. He faced three hitters. Dave Roberts was saying that um, he felt like today went well. So what's next is going to be be another sim game, four innings in Miami, so we can travel with the team. Then after that, uh, the plan is activation. So as long as things continue to progress and move in the right direction and he continues to feel healthy, uh, that epidural proved to be a really beneficial thing for him, because I know that today there's a thought that he might throw a bullpen and then do the sim game, but for him to be ready to go straight to his first sim game, get three innings down, and uh, plan for the next one, which is going to be four, it's a good sign. So timing that out hopefully we'll see him uh next homestand that is certainly good news for the dodgers max muncie got some good news today yes he did got some some good news and some dollars in his pocket (laughs) um no he he signed the extension for 2023 has a 2024 option on it and look when he spoke to us you could just tell um he said it. He said that this means the world to him. To be a part of this organization, it's an organization that has continued to believe in him. Obviously, at the end of last season, we saw him have a terrible injury. Um, he had some struggles to start the season, went down um, on the IL, just to kind of reset mentally, physically, kind of figure out where his swing is in. He's added this kind of step uh, into his swing right now. And for the first time, he told us today that, you know, he's not 100% healthy, but he does feel like... Uh, feels back to kind of who he is as a hitter, as a player, and for this team to continue to believe in him through these challenges, um, said it meant the world. And there's not an organization that is like this one in which the the front office and the coaching staff, the training staff, everyone works so in sync with each other. And he believes that that's the reason he's been able to come out on top of all of this. So he's uh, he's thrilled for to be here, for his family, and to also have another chance to win. This team has a goal this year to win another World Series, and um, that goal continues every year for this team. So he's, he's very happy. 
real quickly some good news on the injury front. Brewstar Gratterall's back. Yep, Brewstar's back. And then uh, we got some also some good news with Blake Trinan. He played yesterday with OKC through an inning. He's uh, The plan right now is that we could see him be activated on September 2nd. So uh, hopefully we'll see him and maybe uh, Clayton Kershaw. It's some fun when the guys get back. This is great news for the Dodgers, who, by, by the way, have the best record in all of baseball still. All right, Kirsten, great stuff. We'll check back in with you in just a little bit. Still to come here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. We'll hear from Dustin May, who had a great return over the weekend. But up next, we'll get you an injury report, and we'll check in with Dodger manager Dave Roberts. It's the Dodgers and Brewers on this Monday night. First pitch at 710. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. On your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Brewers, the start of a three-game series from the Ravine. Julio Urias and Eric Lauer, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 7-10. The L.A. Dodgers injury report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw on the I.L. at the sore lower back. He threw a sim game, as Kirsten talked about. More on that with Dave Roberts in a minute. Yancey Almonte on the IL. He is starting to throw. Blake Trinan on the IL on a minor league rehab assignment. He is trending in the right direction. Bruce Dark Gratterall activated off the IL today. Tommy Canely on the 60-day IL. Victor Gonzalez, Danny Duffy both trying to work their way back. Gonzalez in AAA trying to get some minor league rehab assignment work in as well. Kevin Pillar, Walker Bueller, and Daniel Hudson all done for the year. Let's head back out to the ravine as we check in with the Dodger skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave? Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. Well, Dave, an exciting day. Uh, but we will start with Clayton Kershaw. Uh, how is this sim game? What did you see from him? And uh, what is now, I guess, the next step? Um, Clayton, it was good. It was good. It was uh, up and down three times. Um... I'm not sure exactly how many pitches, somewhere near 30, around 30. Uh, he looked good. He looked sharp. Um, good to see him face some hitters. And I think the next progression is uh, he'll go with us to Miami. And uh, on that Saturday, we'll do a four-inning uh, live situation similar to this. When uh, you had mentioned after this one and the next one there's potential activation, do you still believe that to be the case? Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, – you know, assuming we get through today, he feels good. Um, he'll go on Saturday, and then, uh, you know, that next uh, turn, whatever day, if it's on regular or he gets an extra day, he'll be activated. Obviously, big day for Max Muncy. I mean, how much, how rewarding is it to see a guy who's been through some of the stuff he's been through this year and throughout his career to get rewarded like that? Um, it, it's great. It, it's uh, it's a big day uh, as far as you know when it happened with Max, uh, his family. And um, I think it, number one, first and foremost, speaks to uh, what he's done for us and also, you know, considering to have talks where he was at um, a few weeks ago speaks to what, how we value him going forward. So uh, I, I think it was, uh, you know, a great thing for everyone. How much of the last couple of weeks really kind of encouraged you guys on what he still can do for you guys? Um, well, uh it was certainly, um, it's certainly encouraging, but this was already kind of in the works, you know, a few weeks ago where he wasn't swinging well. So, um, you know, it's the chicken or the egg 
what led to kind of his resurgence, but I think it's a combo. And uh, like I said, I couldn't be happy for Max. You constantly have talked about how much trust you have in him, and even when he was struggling, you knew that he would get out of it. Uh, to want to extend him and to see the success he's having, uh, I guess, what does it mean to you personally, and what does it say about Max and as you've watched him uh, navigate through this challenge? Um, I think for me, I, I have an easier time betting on makeup and uh guys that prepare, guys that compete, and guys that play to win. And uh, I know the organization feels the same way. Uh, so um, I'm not surprised by the production increase. Um, and, yeah, I didn't waver. I don't think any of us internally wavered on he was going to get back to being the player that he's always been. Something move up the uh, the timetable with Clayton. We weren't expecting him to throw the hitters yet. I think it's just his overall health. Um, I think uh, early September was uh, potential activation from the. Once we found out after the epidural that he came out of it good, um, how we got there is something that we kind of talked about. And um, if he felt good enough to throw a pen and then face some hitters for you know two plus then we felt good about it um, so it was either going to be yeah it was either going to be an extended bullpen today or the simulated game so that was all predicted on predicated on how he felt all right there's dave roberts down the dugout brought to you by alignment health get the freedom you deserve with alignment health plans ava ppo plan visit alignmenthealthplan.com today when we continue here on dodgers on deck we'll check in with jose moda so we're leading you up to first pitch Dodgers and Brewers on this Monday night. First pitch at 710. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and the Brewers. Julio Elias and Eric Lauer, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 710. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger insider David Bassett. Well, no, David, tonight he is recovering after having wrist surgery today. Our best for DV and his speedy recovery. Jose Moda joins us here on the Dodgers pregame. And, Jose, this Dodgers team, well, just saw the Brewers last week. Who does this favor seeing a team this quick of a turnaround? I would hope that it's the Dodgers because, uh, you know, they did not really have a good offensive showing against the Brewers, even though they split that series. Uh, but they know that uh, at any given time, at least, you are more familiar with how they pitch to you and how they play defense, too. There's a lot of things that, you know, the Brewers or Craig Council do differently and how he manages. He really believed in certain situations. He, he goes and uses a throwback, uh, you know, use a button in the next training game. Uh, you see him sometimes bunch the middle on certain guys. He plays sometimes double play depth. So there's a lot to learn that actually you can apply to the series. But uh, I think keep an eye for this series on one thing. The Brewers did a very fine job just putting the brakes on the Dodgers with a left-handed pitching. Obviously, they have Lauer today who's done so well against the Dodgers historically. But the Dodgers only hit 178, and they struck out 13 times in 45 at-bats against lefties. Hopefully, you know, they have Hobie Milner, they have Taylor Rogers, Brent Soto in that bullpen. Uh, guys have adjusted well to know that th- those guys are coming somehow, some way here in this series, too. Julio Urias gets to start tonight, and don't look now. He has won 10 of his last 11 starts. In fact, the last loss he had was back on June 12th against the Giants. 
This guy is amazing. I mean, go back to just the beginning of 2019, uh, 2021, I'm sorry, 33-9. and nine. And the ERA of 273, but his whip is at 1.00. Julio Rios is one of the most dominant, consistent pitchers in the game today. And he attacks his zone. Julio is not nibbling around the zone. The velocity, which was maybe a concern back in April and May, is back at 96, 95, 96, consistently at 94. And he understands how to set up hitters. He also knows that um, there's a bottom of the order that's not going to beat him, which is remarkable. The good ones do this, Tim. You look at seven, eight, nine hitters against Julio Rios, and he absolutely makes sure they're not a factor against them in any ball game. Jose, you look at this Dodgers lineup, and everybody talks about the top three. And you throw Will Smith in there, and the Dodgers' bottom of the lineup has really been really good this year. And one guy in particular who's in the lineup almost every single day is Gavin Lux, and he needs to be there every single day. Uh, there's a time when he needs to, you know, has, have the consistency to play more against lefties. In my opinion, whom he handles quite well at 288 average uh, on base against lefties uh, close to 370. And Gavin gets on base right to the lefties. Gavix puts the ball in play. He gives you good at bad. And he, of course, is one of the best base runners the Dodgers do have. Now, let me put it to you this way. Gavin Lux is so important. If you look at the RBIs by Mookie Betts, especially a guy like Trey Turner, well, the bottom of the lineup has to play a role when your number two hitter has close to 90 RBIs is because of guys like Gavin Lux. And obviously, when things are going well for Bellinger, he's a big part of that. But he is big and also fighting off pitches. He actually, I was told by one of his teammates, there's a lot of times with two strikes when they'll look at Gavin Lux and go, you know what, with two strikes, that's what I need to do <laughs> to go out there and spread out, use my hands, trust my hands, and use a big part of the field. He is truly, in our eyes, becoming a very solid player. Jose is brought to you by Ford. Now during the Ford Super summer charge sales event rev up your summer with great offers on select ford vehicles you not only bring the fun this summer you'll supercharge it at your local southern california dealer today and find out more all right bruce r Gratterall, finally one of these Man. guys in the bullpen is back he is big for this team my goodness bruce r Gratterall. <laughs> before he went on an il he was really finding his rhythm and finding the zone and missing more bad so we hope that he doesn't come out now and try to just impress anybody. He cannot be thinking that. He's a young veteran now. He's pitched enough important innings in the postseason and in pennant races to know that uh, he's got to go out there and just throw strikes and understand that he plays a huge role now in being, obviously now we have a little more time, little leeway to experiment. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day you bring him the seventh. Another day you bring him the eighth. Hey, if there's a ninth inning, you can – Go out there and say, get your feet with doing this. Why not do it? I mean, last seven games for the injury, no walks, seven and two-thirds innings, four hits, seven punch outs. And one thing that he does so well is, as a reliever, he usually comes in for clean innings. A 290 on-base percentage with a leadoff hitter, which tells you he is not out there messing around. And those guys, really, when he is on-on, he is a guy that uh, can neutralize right to the lefties. Beyond that, look at how economical he is. And at times, it's tempting to bring him back for a second inning because he go through one inning, mm-hmm. throw 11 pitches, nine strikes, and it's like, 
Should I bring him back or not? And I think for this time, uh, Timmy, let's, let's go one at a time right now. Absolutely. Jose, appreciate it. We'll check in with you post game tonight. You got it, my friend. All right, Dodger fans. I need three contestants. It's time for the Six Flags Most Thrilling Play of the Game Contest. 866-987-2570. You know how it works. Pick the player in the inning. The most thrilling play will happen. And if you're correct, you're going to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mount. 866-987-2570. Dodgers and Brewers. First pitch is 710. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Brewers. Julio Elias looking for his 14th win of this season. Eric Lauer, the left-hander, going from Milwaukee. First pitch at 710. The thrilling play of the game is brought to you by Six Flags Magic Mountain, where Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, the tallest, longest single rail coaster in the world and the record 20th coaster, is now open. Rise above all else at the thrill capital of the world. All right, our three contestants are ready. Jerry, start us off. What's your guess? Uh, my guess is going to be uh, uh, Gavin Lux in the sixth. Gavin Lux in the sixth. All right, good luck to you, Jerry. Cody is our next contestant. Cody, welcome to you. What's your guess? I go, uh, I go Freddie in the fifth. Freddie Freeman in the fifth inning. All right, good luck to you, Cody. Dominic is our third and final contestant. Dominic, what's your guess? I'm going to go Trey in the second. Trey Turner in the second inning. All right, good luck to you, Dominic. Good luck to Cody and Jerry, our three contestants in the Six Flags Most Thrilling Play of the Game Contest. Remember, conquer the new Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, the tallest, longest, single rail coaster in the world. Rise above all else, Six Flags Magic Mountain. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, I'll check in with Rick Monday for leading you up to first pitch. Dodgers and Brewers. First pitch set for 710. I'm Tim Cates, Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the In-N-Out Dodgers Traffic Center. All right, Sabina Mora, how's that drive looking? All right, Tim. Yes, we do have some Dodgers game day traffic out there, especially on the 110. It's been tough through South L.A., uh, leaving Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard all the way through to the Stadium Way off-ramp. Now, southbound traffic on the 101 out of Hollywood from Sunset Boulevard all the way through uh, to the 110 connector. Some leftover slow-and-go there. And there was a problem on the 10 westbound right at the 101 connector road with a crash. Looks like that's being moved out of the way if that's uh, if you're taking the 101 to get to the 110 connector. That's your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Sabina Mora. Thank you, Sabina. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger is all about. Dodgers and Brewers, first pitch coming up at 710. Still to come, we'll get you the keys to the game. We'll also check in with Dustin May, but first... And now, joined by David Masse, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger... Rick Monday. Well, Rick, no David Vassay for you today. He'll be out for a couple of days as he had his surgery today. And from what we understand, it went very well as he now recovers for the next couple of days. And a much-deserved couple of days off for David. Absolutely. Hey, Tim, by the way, you want to go on the road trip with us and go on a slide? Absolutely. Sign me up. Let's go. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> uh, and we wish David uh, the best of uh, you know the best of an outcome. We, we know it, it went well, and uh, he'll be on the mend and, and as good as new, and we'll, we'll get him back in the interim. Uh, you're stuck with me, <laughs> for, at least for a number of days. And for the Dodgers, uh, they're, they're kind of stuck with the Milwaukee Brewers for a few games before they pack up and they go on the road trip to not only Miami but also New York. 
This is a ball club that we have been watching. I mean, they just continue to, to add on, keep to pouring on. Mm-hmm. And this Dodger ball club also at Dodger Stadium. Isn't it unusual to even see if they're behind in a game at Dodger Stadium? They won 20 to last 22 at home. It is unbelievable what they've done at Dodger Stadium. I mean, you think of this Dodgers team, Rick. They continue to get guys back. It was Dustin May over the weekend. Bruce Gratterall activated today. Blake Trinan's on the horizon. And today, some positive news about Clayton Kershaw. And Kershaw had a sim game here uh, just about an hour, hour and a half ago. And he was up and down three different times. And what we're understanding is that Dave Robertson, look, Kershaw is going to make the trip with the Dodgers. And on Saturday... He will have another sim game in Miami, and that's going to be four innings. So four up and four down. And for those maybe wonders, it up and down. Well, basically, you, he pitches and he gets three outs. He has hitters that are there. They have strikeouts. They have the counts that are going and everything else. And then uh, he'll sit down and, and take a break, as he would, in the middle of an inning, and then come back out and pitch the, uh, the second inning. So he's going to go up and down four different times on Saturday. And the report that we get, uh, very good today. And just looking at the reaction of Kershaw afterwards, he was walking around. And I think it just continues to be a big weight off of his shoulder, knowing that the back is okay. And it held up uh, very well in today's outing. Tonight's Dodger Game Plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. Max Muncy, a couple hours ago, was announced he gets an extension on his deal. He'll be in a Dodger uniform for at least another year, possibly two. And for a guy like Max Muncy, certainly what a month of August. He's turned his season around. He'll be in Dodger uniform a little longer. Yeah, and he's part of that ball club also that's turned uh, the month of August inside out. 16 wins in the 19 games in the year. Ray, just barely a 2.1 in the interim. Also, at home, they're hitting very well. But for Max Muncy, you know, everybody kept saying, look, he's working hard. He was. There was no question about it. And now it's beginning to pay off. And, boy, what a what a, a nice sight it is to see Max Muncy look like he's much more relaxed. Occasionally we see a smile. You know, this isn't all uh, you know, hearts and flowers when you're playing a game to begin with. It's tough to play day in and day out, especially when you're struggling. And for him to come back and stayed with it and now has improved and starting to hit the balls in authority, it's nice to see. Today's August 22nd, Rick, and one of those days that Dodgers and Giants fans will always remember. They will because if they go back to 1965, and, and there are still highlights of this, but Juan Marichal, in fact, was the batter. Koufax was the pitcher, and Marichal thought that Johnny Roseborough had returned the throw back to Koufax a little bit close to his head. And uh, the catcher and uh, the, the hitter, that being uh, Roseboro and Marischal, they had a brief conversation, and then all hell broke loose, and uh, <laughs> Roseboro got cuts on the back of his head. So 14-minute brawl, and uh, Marischal actually started to take the bat out to uh, the mound. Tito Fuentes also joined with his own bat to going out there. But the point is, uh, who would have thought that Marischal eventually would wear a Dodger uniform, knowing that 1965 on that date they had the big brouhaha? And by the way, for those who are interested, there was a book that came out about eight years ago called The Fight for Their Lives on how Juan Marichal and John Roseborough turned baseball's maybe ugliest brawl into a story of forgiveness and redemption. And very briefly, uh, it came down to, uh, at the time, Marichal was worried about the safety of his family in the Dominican Republic. And if we think back to 1965, John Roseborough lived in uh, South Central L.A., and this was only one week after the Watts riot, and John was very concerned for his family and the other families in South Central L.A. So uh, everything kind of boiled over, and then they become very good friends later on. But, uh, but a great book that came out in 2014 about this incident. Well, this 2022 Giants team showing no fight, 24 and a half games back 
in the NL West. Rick, we appreciate it. We'll check back with you in just a little bit. Okay, stay off slides. <laughs> All right, Dodgers baseball. It's brought to you by Shakey's Home, the original pizza, chicken, and mojos. The triple play of flavor on game night. Feed the group for about 10 bucks a person, only at Shakey's. Still to come here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll get you a preview of tonight's game. Rick will be back with Charlie and have the keys to the game. But up next, we go high and tight with Dustin May. It's the Dodgers and Brewers. First pitch on this Monday nights at 710. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. We got a new game. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your party. Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800 962 cars and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. It's the Dodgers and Brewers, Julio Urias and Eric Lauer, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 710. Dodger fans, when you need the very best care for your child, go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Ranked number one in California for pediatric care. For the, for the right doctor, go to chla.org. Still to come, Rick and Charlie will get you the keys to the game. I'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup, but first... David Vasse. And now, what will likely be Vasse fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This... Is high and tight. Well, Saturday night was a big night. It was Catter Day, but more importantly, it was May Day, and that was Dustin May's return to the Major League Mound just a little bit over a year after having Tommy John surgery, and Dustin joins us. Number one, congratulations. Thank you. It was uh, super exciting to be back out with the boys and uh, help contribute to a Team W. And the reason why I say congratulations is not only the results, but I know the work that you had to put in to get back here. Yeah, it was it was long and grueling, but uh, it was it was all worth it, and super excited to be back. I know you're the guy that has to do everything, and your body has to be the one to respond. But doesn't it take a village to help you get back here? Yeah, it, it definitely does. There was a lot of a lot of team effort with uh, the rehab group in in Arizona to get me back to the spot that I am today, and I I applaud hands off to them. I heard Ron Porterfield down at Camelback Ranch had a lot to do with your return. Uh, well, yeah, he did, but Ryan Yoshida had had the most to do with it, oh. and Brian Stoneberg. Uh, they were yeah. they were the main the main two for me. But Ron was there along the way. But th- those were the main two guys. Ryan Stoneberg, he's a Camelback uh, Ranch legend down there. Yeah, he uh, he's he's the man. He's he's really good at knowing how the body works and getting you back to to good spots before. So it's exciting was, to be with him. Was it your body being what it is, or was there a process that? prevented you from having such a major setback i mean i just think it was uh my diligence in the weight room my diligence in the training room uh and having the the good medical staff on the side to to make sure that i was in the best the best um physical and mental shape to go out and and throw every day so they just put me in a really good spot and i just kind of excelled dr elitrash always talks about no shortcuts in rehab it sounds like there were no shortcuts for you no, there definitely weren't. Uh, it was it was an everyday grind. I took no days off, and uh, so I was. It was 15 months of, of everyday rehab. So there was there were no shortcuts, and there's no uh, ways to make it any shorter. So I'm, I figured I might as well attack it as, as best as I can, and, and hope for the best. You always hear pitchers like yourself say, when you're on the mound, it has to be about this pitch. You can't think about the one before or after. Is that the same mentality to come back from Tommy John surgery? Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's there's no way you can change it. There was a card that I was dealt, so uh, in my head it was like I'm going to attack this as as strong as I can and, and hope that I can come out of it even as good or better than I was before. 
Dustin May is our guest just in front of first pitch here at Dodgers Stadium. And Dustin, that night, Saturday night, 26 pitches in the first inning. But I'm just curious, how did you harness your emotions? How did you feel out there in the first inning? Well, after I walked out to the mound and kind of took my, my deep breath and kind of examined and just kind of soaked it all in for a second, I just kind of, that was my my toned down spot. And then I just kind of honed it in. Yeah, I had I had two bad ABs in the first, but outside of that, it was a really good night. Austin Barnes told me in that first inning that you were just missing. So it wasn't anything that we all try to make it out to be. Yeah, no, they, they weren't sprays. Like, it, they were all really close to the zone, so... I, I can't beat on myself too hard, but um, yeah, I would have liked to have those two hitters back, but it's all part of it. Speaking of Austin Barnes, how good of a security blanket is it to have him as your catcher when you come back for the first time? No, he's phenomenal back there. I mean, we got a great squad um, offensively, offensively and defensively, so to be able to have him behind the plate on my first one back or, or Willie the next time or whoever is going to be back there, I mean, they're yeah. both phenomenal back there, and I'm excited to have them. It's amazing. I saw a photo of you. They caught it. It was a great image of you coming off the mound and really letting your emotions out like we've seen before when you get a big strikeout or a big out. How do you pitch with that emotion yet still be under control? Uh, well, I, I try to harness it as best as I can until the end of the inning because you never want to be too high or low during the inning. So the, the best way for me is just to let it all out as soon as the last out's made and the last out was made and it was my time to let it eat. This is so great talking to you. It feels like we haven't missed a beat. You haven't missed a beat. It feels like there was not such a long layoff for you to be back here. It feels like you're just approaching this as another day. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been going through rehab for a long time, and I feel great. And, I mean, I'm just stoked to be back and be able to yeah. just be here with everybody and just get back into the swing of things. Awesome. We're happy to have you back. It's great that you're back with the Dodgers and look forward to having you all the way through October, Dustin. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to be here and I can't wait to help the guys. And the best part of Dustin coming back, he gets a gift card from Travis Matthew. Visit them at travismatthews.com. Thanks a lot for the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, there he is, Tim. Dustin May, we'll send it back to you. All right, thank you, David. Thank you, Dustin. As we're leading you up to first pitch, Dodgers and Brewers on this Monday night. It's Law Enforcement Appreciation Nights out at Dodger Stadium, supporting the brave men and women who protect and serve all of our communities. Thank you for everybody who does that. Leading up to first pitch, Dodgers and Brewers. Up next, we'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. I'm Tim Cases, Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Brewers on Law Enforcement Appreciation Nights out at Dodgers Stadium. Make sure you support the brave men and women who protect and serve in our community. Leading you up to first pitch set at 710. And now. Before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. New vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit toyota.com. They make it easy. Julio Olias on the mound, 13-6, 240 ERA, making his 24th start this year. He's 10-0 in his last 11 starts, limiting left-handers to a 198 average and keeping righties to a 214 average. Last time out, five shutout innings. He scattered just four hits, struck out six, and 
in a win over the Brewers in Milwaukee. This will be his eighth straight or eighth start against the club. He's five and one with a two oh one ERA and fifty strikeouts. Eric Lauer gets the start, the twenty seven year old left hander, former first round pick of the Padres in twenty sixteen. It's eight and five with a three fifty eight ERA, making his twenty third start. Last time out, seven innings, two runs, four hits, seven strikeouts, three walks, and a loss to the Dodgers in Milwaukee. He is six and one with a two fifty six ERA and ten starts, two and zero oh in four career starts at Dodger Stadium. So it's Julio Urias and Eric Lauer, the pitching matchup, Dodgers and Brewers. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is 15 minutes away. Keys to the game are next. I'm Tim Cates, this is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Brewers, Julio Urias and Eric Lauer, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 7-10. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Metro, celebrating the real MVPs of Los Angeles, our bus operators. Remember to thank your driver. All right, let's head back out to the booth for a final check-in before first pitch with Rick and Charlie, guys. All right, Tim, the Dodgers and the Brewers, the first of a three-game series. The Dodgers continue to be red hot. They have won 7 of 10, 17 of 20. You know the drill. They are now 84 and 36, 48 games over 500. And tonight they send out Julio Urias, his 24th start of the year, 13 and 6, a 240 ERA. Eric Lauer, the lefty, making his 23rd start for the Brewers, 8 and 5, an ERA about three and a half. For Urias, the Dodger left-hander trying to get his uh, 14th victory of the season. You begin to look at the month of August. He's already had three starts this month. How's he fared? Well, very well indeed. He's 3-0, an ERA 0.50. He's walked just two, struck out 20 so far this this month. And that comes over 18 innings of work. And that fastball along with the breaking ball has been sensational. The fastball, in fact, less than a 190 batting average against him. He just continues at time. The surprise hitter was at the hitter. And Lauer has been very good the last couple of months. Yeah, he is. Uh, the Dodgers happened to uh, hand him a defeat in that series in Milwaukee on the recent road trip. But he went seven innings, allowed just two runs, and both of those were solo home runs. And it was uh, Austin Barnes who hit one. Max Muncy hit the other one. But other than that, the Dodgers had to scratch and claw, and they were very fortunate they hit balls out of the ballpark. A final note about Urias as we get ready for the game. The Dodgers have won each of his last 11 starts. He personally is 10-0, dating back to the beginning of last year. Julio Urias has 33 victories, which is the most in Major League Baseball. Second, Adam Wainwright with a mere 26. So that's what the Dodgers are going to be trotting out tonight. Urias against Lauer. Lineups and first pitch coming up. All right, Dodgers start the night with an 18-game lead in the division ahead of the Padres, who are off tonight. So the best the Dodgers can do is pick up a half game. The Padres will play host of the Guardians tomorrow night down at Petco Park. But Dodgers need to take care of business tonight, get that magic number down even more. Dodgers and Brewers, Eric Lauer and Julio Urias, the pitching matchup. Rick and Charlie have to call next. I'm Tim Cates. It's been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers audio network. Enjoy the game, everybody.